What's up, home field tailgaters? We are back at it um, with Thomas Addison and myself on home field tailgate. Don't forget, we're three college friends from Ole Miss that are um, hosting this podcast. Um, Addison is now missing from the podcast. Oh, there he is. It tends um, to drift off every once in a while. I wanted to kind of start out by giving a big congratulation since we haven't had the podcast since Addison is now an engaged man um, to one of my best friends, Mary Morgan Grantham, soon to be Mary Morgan Harbor or Grantham Harbor, whatever. Um, She's going to anyway, drop Grantham, I think. Um, you want to you want to just tell the tell the listeners uh, kind of what happened, how how you proposed, all the all the good details. And so I uh, left work early on a Friday. This was the, May the twenty seventh, and uh, I went home, washed my truck, took a cooler and a bottle of champagne, and some champagne glasses out to uh, her family's land, uh, where there's a pond and a pier and left him there then I went and picked her up in my truck which is odd because I always pick her up in my car for most things we we're going to dinner but I was picking her up at four for dinner but took her out there and had her open the cooler and then when she turned around I was waiting for her with a ring it was beautiful that's and very she sweet said, Addison she said, she said yes well that's more. awesome congratulations also I saw the ring it's an absolute rock so congratulations like good work there but Thanks. we're so happy for you, Addison. Like Mary Morgan's one of our best friends and obviously she's like your best friend. So we're very happy for y'all and like just super excited. It's going to be awesome. Yes, it is. It's going to be electric. <laughs> yeah. Classic Thomas quote there. It's going to be awesome. It's All right, be chill. Awesome. Okay. You know, I, I use certain buzzwords, but you know, this, they mean something like I'm, I'm pumped for you, Addison. Like, wow. It's incredible. Thank you. Yes. Very excited. Wedding planning is in full swing. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, so much stuff has already been accomplished. We have a date. Um, we have a wedding venue. We have a reception venue. Uh, I believe we have a photographer, a videographer. Y'all are on it. I think the band is, uh, I think Mary Morgan knows what band. There we go. Uh, she knows who's going to do the cakes. There's a, a wedding. Therapy bakes, obviously. Glad, I'm glad it's a band. I'm very much of a band person, so... Good work. A, we- a wedding planner has been paid in the contract signed. It looks like the reception venue's about to be locked down. Um, wow. And there's a lot's been done. Uh, a wedding list has been made, and I think it's being added on to and not cut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I-, I took this picture of Mary Morgan by the pool the other day. She's you know sitting there in her swimsuit under her um, umbrella. She has papers everywhere she has a sharpie in her ear and she's has a clipboard and writing stuff in front of her with her knees popped up that's full full wedding planning mode by the pool um yeah fun stuff congratulations very exciting hey you your your work is pretty much done now all you have to do is just hold on and just wait for the wedding yeah uh We'll have a, I have a rehearsal dinner to plan. Well, yeah, there's there's that oh, too. Yeah, that's yeah. you. Yeah, rehearsal. the wedding's already done. You just got your portion of it. Mm-hmm. Rehearsal dinner, and uh, we'll start working on the the honeymoon before too long, too. I believe. Oh, that's exciting. Can't wait to hear about that. Or the destination. Uh, we're going to St. Lucia. We know that. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, there we exciting. Go. Exciting. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Well, how was y'all's weekends? Good. It's good. Um, I had a wedding in Birmingham, so got to see the family. Um, super fun. Had an awesome time. Um, Kathleen brought Bruce, who's her boyfriend. So it was good kind of talking to him. Uh, good guy. Really happy that he came. So that was super fun to kind of, you know, bond with him a little bit. And yeah, um, wedding itself was amazing. Um, my oldest sister's like, you know, one of her best friends, one of like basically my sisters got married. So really sweet seeing that. And she knows how to throw a party. So it was fun. Addison, what about you? Yeah, so I was just uh, hanging out in Oxford this weekend and Mary Morgan showed up without telling me. Just showed up? Just showed up. I was at lunch with my mom and then my mom and I were looking at uh, rehearsal dinner, uh, you know, planning and stuff. We're on the square shopping and Mary Morgan sends me a picture. She's at my house with my dog. I said, come home. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So I was excited. I got to see her, which wasn't planned. And then we just hung out and chilled this weekend. Exciting. Well, sweet. Should we get into it? The golf drama. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, so um, Addison and I, you know, we're not super, super well informed as we should be about the, the new golf league the Saudis are starting. Um, but, you know, they got some big names, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Dustin Johnson, who also recently got married. So kudos to him. We've talked about it on the show. And uh, Phil Mickelson are the three headliners. And it's the, is it the LIV or is it like 54? Do we know what it's oh, called? It's called the LIV, which stands for 54. Okay. Which is how many holes will be played in the tournament. Right. So there'll yeah. be three-day tournaments, 54-hole tournaments. Um, I believe the 54 signifies something else also. Yeah. I could be wrong there. Do you know what else it signifies? You know, you know as good as I do. I don't remember. I believe it signifies something else besides just 54 holes. Um, obviously I, I have an opinion on this with all these players leaving. It obviously shows that something is that there's, a, a, there's an option possibly better than the PGA tour players just, uh, giving up their PGA tour cards to play in this. Yeah. Well, did you see how much they offered Tiger Woods? Yeah. And he said, no, but he, he, he doesn't need the money. He doesn't, he doesn't need the money. Yeah. For some of these players, it's not all about the money, but it, it is mm. in a way also. So, and this is my, my stance on it is. So these players are getting contracts where they're going to be paid X amount of dollars, whether they win or lose tournaments on the mm -hmm. PGA tour, you get paid when you win. And then obviously you get your money from your sponsors and whatnot. So you get a locked in salary essentially right it's very much of like what the standard of other professional leagues are you know the mlb the nhl yeah all that stuff um one thing that a lot of the players have said they like more is it's a shorter season with shorter yeah. tournaments there's they seven tournaments um you see a lot of players in the pga don't even play in the fall mostly um so with all these players going and doing it you know it, it speaks to it speaks volumes to what this tournament, what, what this league wants to do for the players. Um, and it speaks that maybe there will be change in the PGA Tour to help it stay, you know, prominent. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't fault any of these players, you know, if it's a better situation for them. They, they play shorter seasons, make just as much or more money. Um, yeah, and no, I mean, they're, they have a locked-in contract. And then based yeah. off of how you perform – you get extra. I think every tournament, the purse is $30 million and the winner gets a significant portion of that. And there's also teams, which is very interesting. 
So like they have captains. So I'm thinking like Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson and DeChambeau will be like the captains of these teams. And there's like a draft or something like that where they organize it. So it'll be more like match play as well. I don't really know the, the format of it, but I think it's going to be entertaining. I don't love who's starting it and kind of takes away from like the, I guess, romanticism of the PGA tour with the majors and everything. There's still some discrepancy if these like players are going to be able to play. I know they're going to be able to play in the U S open, but then also like they can't play in the Ryder cup as well. And that's, that's huge because that's like one of my, my favorite events. I'm sure it's one of yours Addison. And so it kind of stinks that some of the players that we've, you know, come to know and love won't be able to play in that. I also wanted to mention that the 54, it's the Roman numeral, obviously of 454. I mean, LIV, not obviously, whatever. Right. Um, and it has two meanings. 54 is the lowest score you can shoot if you were to birdie every hole on a par mm. 72 holes. Okay. Okay. So there's an aspirational aspect to the thinking. It's also the number of holes to be played in each event. Look at that. that was I couldn't remember that. Let's go, Birchie. Thank you, Google. That's um. But no, U.S. Open next week. Um, if you have trouble remembering when Father's Day is, it's always the Sunday of the U.S. Open. So keep that in mind for future reference. Um, Addison, do you have anything else to say on this or Berchie? Uh Not really, Thomas. I do think they can all they can play in the majors, but they won't be able to play in maybe regular PGA Tour events as of yeah. right now. And it's just I, I don't understand. Like I know in the past, PGA Tour players have been able to play other tours. Um, like the European tour, and Brooks mm-hmm. Koepka played the World Tour before the PGA Tour. Um, it's just PGA Tour has always been the top where the right. best players play, so it's never had any competition. Um, so I don't, I don't know what all the big deal is about players playing on another tour because I know they mm-hmm. let them pop over to the European Tour some, especially those players like Shane Lowry and Roy uh, McIlroy. Um. I guess it's just because it's backed by Saudi money, partly. Yeah. People don't like the Saudi government. Nope. Um, but I don't know. Hopefully they'll get it all figured out, though. Yeah. Time will tell. Yeah. But uh, speaking of time, we should go into college baseball. Because it's the time to talk about college baseball. Now is the time. That's right. Transitions are getting better. <laughs> Slowly. Not really. All right. But, college baseball. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy. Did not. If you told me when Ole Miss was the number one team in the country that they'd be in a super regional that is hosted by Southern Miss, I would have said, what, what went wrong? Like, are, are you kidding me? But, you know, I'm glad to be in this position. And I think out of all the region, super regionals that we could be in, um, this is probably one of the most favorable. So I'm excited for it. It'll be fun. But honestly, I don't really know much about baseball. I know Addison knows way more about uh, this than I do. So I'll kind of let him take the lead on this. So, yeah, so Ole Miss has obviously gotten hot at the right time. Went to Miami, yeah. won their regional uh, three games easily. Uh, really didn't have much trouble for the most part in Coral Gables except with the weather. That was the mm-hmm. almost biggest opponent over the weekend. Um, but real quick, going through the regionals is a lot, so we'll just go through the super regionals. Yeah. Real quick, I know some of y'all know a little bit about some of these teams at least, and I'll give you all the odds for winners for the, each super regional. 
So number one, Tennessee, obviously number one overall seed, yep. has no game this weekend. Tennessee, as far as odds go, to win this series is minus 370. Makes sense. Get- Notre Dame yeah. shouldn't have won that series versus Texas Tech. They did, but they definitely weren't favored to. So I think in our pick, I might pick Notre Dame to win that okay. region. Um, Notre Dame is plus 280. So at least you have some – I mean, that to plus 280 is good. That's a good value. Yeah, That's a good I'm value. not going to bet against Tennessee. Uh, I'm not going to play, but if you were looking for a good value, Notre Dame's playing very good baseball down they the stretch. They're a solid team. Um, plus 280, you know, if you just want to throw $10 on it, you have a yeah. good return. I mean, they Tennessee just lost to Kentucky a few weeks ago in a series. Yeah. Um, now, I wouldn't bet against Tennessee, but if you're just looking for, for a value pick, Notre Dame is not a bad way to go. Tennessee's just so good. Pitching, hitting, building, et cetera. They're unbelievable. Uh, number two, Stanford versus UConn. I actually think this one's more lopsided. I think Stanford's going to run away with the series. Okay. They're minus 285. UConn's plus 225. I would, if I was going to put money on a heavy favorite, I would do Stanford over Tennessee. I don't I don't think UConn has any chance. Yeah, I don't think they do either. The only sport I, like, actually believe in UConn in is, you know, basketball. That's about yeah. it. Yes. I think that's fair. Shabazz Napier, Kimba Walker. Oh, Kimba. Cardiac Kimba? Step back against uh, Syracuse? I remember that's this day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's a good one featuring SEC school. Three Oregon State and 14 Auburn. They're both uh, top 16 seeds. Auburn's playing good baseball right now. Auburn's playing good baseball. They've been solid all year. Uh, Oregon State is also very, very good. I mean, they have over 50 wins. Uh, they're minus 155, and Auburn is plus 125. Where would you go with that? I think I would still take um, – I don't think I would take Auburn. I, I like – yeah, I just think plus 120. Is that what you said, or 125? Auburn's plus 125. Oregon State's okay. minus 155. I think I would take Oregon State there. Um, I think Oregon State's going to win the series. Um, they played really well baseball. Like, obviously, they have 50 wins this year. I'm probably leaning towards that. So I'm actually going to lean towards Auburn here. Oregon okay. State didn't play good last weekend. Um, San Diego was an automatic qualifier because they won their conference tournament or whatever, and Oregon State beat them 12-3. to 3. Outside of that, Oregon State had a run differential of minus 1.67. So they really didn't play well in their own regional. Uh, Auburn breezed through theirs, and they had a tougher bracket. One of the t- They were in one of the tougher regionals. Um, or They're playing really good. Um, you know, they beat UCLA and Florida State over the weekend to get to this point. So Auburn has some confidence going to Corvallis. I actually like Auburn plus 125. Okay. Take it. I mean, like I said, you know way more about this than I do. Mm-hmm. Virginia Tech versus Oklahoma. Virginia Tech was number four national seed. Uh, they're minus 195. Oklahoma's plus 160. Virginia Tech's had a really good season, but Oklahoma's super hot right now also. I just, yeah. In baseball, I like hot teams. I like Oklahoma plus 160. Well, yeah, it's the, that's just, you know, playoffs in general. You want to ride the right, the, like, the hot hand. You do that in college basketball all the time. Uh, Bertie, feel free to chime in at any moment if you have any opinions or want to make a pick. I don't think one of her teams has been spoken yet, but she's got about, you know, 8 to 12. So if any of them do, I'm sure she'll say something. She'll just have to go off mute first before she speaks. This is true. Uh, five Texas A&M and 12 Louisville. <laughs> Uh, Texas A&M is minus 140. Louisville, Louisville is plus 110. 
Um, I'll just go with SEC team, Texas A&M. Louisville's lucky to be here. Did y'all see that? Yeah, oh, against Michigan? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Louisville's lucky to be here. There was a play at second base. A Louisville base runner was out. He was out on replay, and they said he was safe somehow. I mean, there's clear and visible video evidence. To so show there, is, there is a friend of the show who is a massive Michigan fan, and yeah. he, uh, he sent something to us that said the umpire that made the call not only worked for Louisville, but was a grad of the University of Louisville. So he thinks there's some sort of bias with that call. That's fair. He has an argument. He does. I hate to say it, but he does. I like Let Texas it slide this one time, Will. I like Texas A&M here. I like Texas A&M too. I'll go with Texas A&M. All right. So, rare home team being an underdog here. East Carolina plus 140, Texas minus 170. Now, Texas was the number one team in America, preseason number one team going into the year. Um, and they were number nine overall seed. So, there's one off the national seed hosting spot. Um. They're also, I mean, East Carolina is very good. Very, very good. Um, Has East Carolina ever been to Omaha? Thomas, I don't know. Omaha. I don't, I don't think they have. I'm going to look it up. Um, keep keep talking about this series. I'm going to look it up, but I really don't think they have. Um, Omaha. Now, Texas has been hot going down stretch. Texas is similar to Ole Miss. You know, top 10 preseason. Texas was number one, obviously struggled and you know halfway in the midway point of the season and Texas got hot enough at the end of one enough games where they were still hosting the regional almost did not but they're both on the road at a super now eastern east carolina has never made it past the super regional yeah you know Cliff Godwin former Ole Miss coach former assistant at Ole Miss yeah uh it seems like Ole Miss always has trouble getting to Omaha uh Texas I like I like Texas here I do too I like the road favorite. All right. Uh, North Carolina versus Arkansas, another road favorite. Arkansas is minus 110. North Carolina is minus 120. Wait. No, that's wrong. North Carolina is the favorite, minus 120. Yeah, Arkansas minus 110. I like Arkansas. Um, North Carolina slight favorite. That's pretty much even. You like Arkansas? Yeah. Arkansas, Arkansas is the same as Ole Miss and Texas in a way. Uh, top 10 team preseason, struggled at some points. No, no, Arkansas was good enough. Wait, no, Arkansas didn't host either. They're a lot like Ole Miss. Um, that's going to be a good series. That's going to be a good series. I don't know. I don't know. I'd lean towards SEC. Go Arkansas. Arkansas had a very fun series. They did with Oklahoma State. That was fun. Yeah. But if you have some free time, just go back and rewatch the series. Yeah, with all the free time it's, I have. It's very action-packed, yeah. I know all the free time that you have, so you, you could fit into your schedule. Uh, finally, we're at number 11 seed, Southern Miss versus Ole Miss in Hattiesburg. Southern Miss is plus 105, and Ole Miss is the favorite at minus 135. Um, I wanted to chime in here. So, uh, you know, y'all know Miles Bullen. He's a big baseball fanatic. And in February – I got him to – he wanted to come on the podcast and talk about his prediction, but instead I got him to voice memo it. So I, I was going to play this for you all and get get your takes on, 
on on his thoughts. And I oh, think yeah. he's pretty accurate, but why isn't he on? Why, why couldn't he come on? Um, I don't know what he's doing right now. I just have had this, and I've been meaning to share it. So wanted. I think it's pretty accurate, but let me know if y'all can't hear it. This is from February. February nineteenth, twenty twenty-two. Yeah. Okay, so this is my prediction. Somewhat, somewhat sarcastic, but mostly true. For Ole Miss baseball, we're gonna hit the cover off the ball. We shouldn't have any gaps in the lineup because we've got, I think, eight. I mean, everybody returns, but we're missing that first baseman, Gil Baker, who was awful. So we should find a newcomer to plug his position because he was awful and was just a foul waiting to happen. Um, so I think what's gonna happen is that we're gonna come out hot pitching. Where pitching's gonna look better than it is versus non-conference opponents. Then we're going to hit a bad swell at the beginning of conference play. And then, like almost always does, we're going to make a late charge to give ourselves hope that it's all there and it's going to come crashing down horrifically when we play a great opponent in the Super Regional Regional. Yeah. That's fair. That's, that's incredibly my, uh, accurate. Um, alumni um, of 2020. That's pretty accurate. That's just what always happens. Um, I don't think Southern Miss is an incredible opponent. I think we got very lucky with our super regional pairing, uh, but that's pretty spot on. Um, like he's right. Okay, so is there anything after the super regional? Omaha. Oh, got it. Noted. So quick notes on Southern Miss baseball. They have a very good, uh, very good pitching staff in bullpen. Uh, so. Ole Miss has a slightly better on paper uh, offense, but the Ole Miss bullpen posted a 0.00 earned run average in Coral Gables. They Pretty absolutely impressive. crushed it. Pretty impressive. Um, now, Southern Miss's shortstop, he has a sister who has an OnlyFans. That's disturbing. All right. Um, I don't know where to go with that, but okay. <laughs> Not relatable. Wow. So Barstool. I'm sure people are using that against Southern Miss, right? Oh, yeah. You want to know about it? Barstool Southern <laughs> Miss posted something. Uh, Barstool Southern Miss said things to never do. Never ask a woman her age, a man his salary, an Ole Miss fan while they don't play Southern Miss. Now, Ole Miss and Southern Miss played twice in baseball this year, and they split the series one to one. Barstool Ole Miss responded with a picture of Dustin's sister, and they put this, she's not clothed on the beach, and they put a picture of the Ole Miss versus Southern Miss score of the game we won over her. This, this picture's been going around. That's the Ole Miss score, by the way, from when they beat them. What was the score? <laughs> four, four to one Ole Miss. Okay. All right. All right, so Addison, take your pick on the series. Oh. Uh, Southern Miss wins. How many games? Three? In classical Miss fashion? Yep. They win game one. We find a way to win game two. And then we lose game three. Because that's what always happens. Yeah. But, you know, I'm going to pick Ole Miss. I think we're going to make it to Omaha. Bianco is going to stay. It's going to be fine. It's going to be whatever. And we'll end up losing in dramatic fashion in Nebraska. So, that'll be. They go to Omaha. They better win the whole damn thing. They're not going to. They don't have the starting pitching. The bullpen zero point zero zero under an average. The bullpen's great. The bullpen's playing very well right now, but 
if we make it to Omaha, I just don't see us winning at all. Well, you've got to win two games. You got to win your first two games because your third game, you've got Derek Diamond going to the mail. Exactly. And Derek Diamond after the second rotation is just absolutely terrible. Second time through the lineup, he doesn't need to be there. Yep. Just keep him in for three and a half, four innings, and you take him out. Yeah. Three innings. Full. Richie, who are you picking? For the Ole Miss. Yes. Obviously Ole Miss. Okay. It's part of the royal we. I've seen this movie so many times. I have too. You know what the definition of insanity is? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. That is correct. And that is Ole Miss baseball. But here we are, expecting different results. Y'all two are. Are you just pulling a will on us and being pessimistic because you think the world revolves around you? No, I have seen this happen. I know. Times in my life. I just... I'm, I just know what's going to happen. All right. Well, hopefully you're wrong. This one's going to hurt more than any others because it's Southern Miss. Not only here's the thing, they're not even our little brother. They're like our little cousin once removed from the family. Like they're okay. a positive program. But if Thomas picks Southern and Addison picks Southern and I pick Ole Miss, Ole Miss will win. Is all, all right, I, I pick. I pick. I pick Southern. Every That's single time I changed my pick, I changed my pick. I'm picking Southern. I'm, I'm, I am picking Southern. Good call. And I pick Ole Miss and I stand by it. And we're going to win. Sorry to our, our second cousin that was twice removed. Speaking of uh, Derek Diamond on the last game, to be announced. Good. I have to run him out there. I'll let him throw for three innings. For three innings, and then I'm, I'm bringing in relievers. All right, all right. We're on a time crunch. We've, we've made our picks. Let's keep going through baseball. I'm done. I don't have any other But keep going through baseball? Yeah, the other series. That's it. I okay, that's it? Okay, yeah. awesome. Time to get so, to what everyone actually wants to hear about. The, the NBA playoffs. God, dang it. You thought we were going to say NHL. Yes. That's okay. right. Awesome. All right. So we have the Warriors and the Celtics, uh, you know, split it one game each game one. The Warriors were up pretty much the entire game. The Celtics went on a 40 to 16 run in the fourth quarter to close out the Warriors. Al Horford, six for eight behind the point beyond the arc for three pointers, just absolutely dominating. Game two, Warriors won 107 to 88. Game three is tonight, eight o'clock. The Celtics are three and a half point favorite and the over under is 213.5. I think I lean towards the Celtics here. They are 6-0 and in games this season where they've lost the game before. I think I still like the Warriors in seven just because they're the better team, even though the Celtics are playing better defense. Um, but I think the Celtics win tonight, and they cover. So I really have no idea who's going to win tonight. I think they split this in Boston, I think. Yeah. But this is a big thing for this series. Boston's not going to have a game one shooting in the fourth quarter like they did again. Yeah, but Jason Tatum's also not. He might have one more game where he shoots as horribly as he did. Yeah, but he, I mean, he impacted that game a lot. Not only he had 13 not assists. Score, yeah, you're right. He played great defense. Like, you don't have to score to impact the game. 
And great players know that, and they do it in other ways. Um, especially great team players. But in the third quarter, ever since uh, uh, Steve Kerr's been there, the Warriors have been the best team in the NBA in the third quarter by a, a wide margin. Um, and that's because they make these improvements at halftime. They come out, their plus uh, differential is super high. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but I know it's, it's good. Um, Boston, this whole year and in the playoffs, has been really bad in the third quarter. So we've seen that already in the first two games. The only difference is the Warriors didn't step on their throat at the end of the third quarter in game one, and then Boston shot the ball at a historically well rate in the fourth quarter. I mean, Al Horford went six of eight from three-pointers, and it felt like Boston was like 10 of 13 from threes in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was just ridiculous. So I don't think that's going to happen again. And I think the Warriors – I definitely think the Warriors are going to win this series. I actually think it's going to be less than seven games. And I think it's six. It may be six. It might be five. Mm, Boston will probably win one of these games at home. But I think the Warriors, after that game one, they know – I think it, it woke them up a little bit, maybe. I don't think Boston's got another fourth quarter like that. And I think the third quarter is going to determine these playoff games, uh, these finals games, and the Warriors are just – I think the Warriors are going to win the third quarter every game from here on out. I think that. I could be wrong. Been wrong before. No, it's good insight. Um, we'll see. Um, I mean, you're all right. Steve Kerr is – other than, you know, the past couple of years where Clay Thompson wasn't fully healthy, you had lingering issues with Steph Curry – um, when the team is full force, they're just they're the best team in basketball, and it's not even yeah. close. Yeah, Boston's close though. They're Boston's got a really good roster, just as talented, if not more. Yeah, no, I I agree. The one thing that Boston is missing is like a solid guard. You know, Marcus Smart is awesome on the defensive side of the ball. He won Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, he's a little sporadic with his shooting. I just think they're missing a guy that they can count on to distribute the ball better and, you know, make shots when they need it. Yeah. They have Brown and Tatum and Horford. Who are awesome. And, you know, Horford's getting older. and They have Robert Williams, who is an emerging star in the league. But, like, they have a good roster. I just think they need one guard that can kind yeah. of put them over the level. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see. So you're thinking Warriors in five or six is what it kind of sounds like. Let's say six. Okay. After two games, I'm thinking Warriors in six. Yeah. That's fair. That's a good analysis. So um, that's done with the NBA. Now moving forward to why everyone's talking and why not everyone's talking, why everyone is listening. Uh, everyone's uh, most anticipated sport. That's why we save it for the last, the NHL playoffs. Uh, yes. Birchie is our NHL liaison, our expert. So we're going to kind of let her take the lead here. Yeah. So we're kind of dwindling down to the finals um, of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So um, the Oilers, um, the Oilers got creamed by the Avalanches um, pretty fast. I'm pretty sure they're called the Avalanches, but it doesn't matter. They are. Um, yeah, so they got creamed like four to zero. Um, Addison, real quick, if you had to, sorry, Birch, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just want to get Addison's insight here. If you had to tell me where the Oilers resided, what would you say? Uh, Canada or Houston? Pick one. Uh, Canada. 
That's correct. The Edmonton, 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 I think is how you say it, Oilers. Anyways, um, yeah, Birchie, continue. Sorry. Yeah, so we got the Oilers who got cranked. So now the Avalanches are in the Stanley Cup finals. Um, but right now, Tampa Bay Lightning are playing against the New York Rangers. Um, and we actually lost the first two games, I believe. Um, you did. It was New York won the first two, and we have won the second two. So we play tomorrow for the fifth game. Um, and then we'll have another game on Saturday. And so I believe if you win by two or like first to six or something is – or in, in this situation, it, first seven. or if you win by zero. But Okay, I didn't know that. Um, little fun fact about the Lightning. They are four and four away this year in the postseason. So obviously going into this uh, series with the New York Rangers, they were four and two. They lost game one and game two in New York. They tied it up. Uh, they're six and one, I think seven and one now at home in Tampa Bay. Um, but should be a really fun game. I don't really know how to pronounce Tampa Bay's goalie's name. I'm not even going to try. Vaskoleski. Uh, he's really good. So um, yeah. Like I'm the best in NHL. Um, but point is we're hoping he's been kind of out for a few of our games um, with a lower body injury. So we're hoping maybe he'll come back for game five, but we don't kind of have that solidified. Um, but I will say like, I don't know the Rangers, they have won eight straight home games. So that's a little nerve wracking, but if anyone can do it, it's, it's going to be us. And, you know, we've won three Stanley cups in the past or two, we're going for the third. Um, but yeah, I mean, if anyone can do it, I think it's going to be us where we tend to kind of come back. This happened with the Panthers. They won the first two, then we won and kind of just scored from there. We have a lot of momentum and I think we're ready for this. Um, and we want, we want the cup back. So um, keep it, keep it where it belongs. I mean, you just got to win one in New York. I don't see the lightning winning or uh, losing when they're at home they're, oh, They definitely. play significantly better when they're at home. So you really just have to win one. The Lightning's actually a favorite. Um, so in, in hockey, Addison, it's only money line, kind of like baseball. So they're at minus 120 odds uh, for the game tomorrow. The over-under is five and a half. I don't really know hockey. Um, so I don't know what the over-under is going to be, but I think I think the Lightning's going to win. That's a good bet. Awesome. I like the underdog. So you like the, the Rangers? She likes the Rangers, or he likes the Rangers. Excuse me. Yeah, I like plus money. I like I like my odds, and I like the value. Okay, then maybe Thomas needs to like the Rangers, then we definitely win. All right, I've always loved New York. I think it's more charming than Tampa, so I'm going to go with the oh, New York whoa, Rangers. Oh, whoa, don't go there. That's just false. I'm kidding. I, I have family in Tampa. I've been there a couple times. I, I love Tampa. It's a great spot. It's the best. Um, I'm hoping to maybe go to the game on Saturday, so we'll see, but it's yeah. in the works. At least I'll we'll, be in Tampa, so. Um, yeah, if you do go, we need uh, we need an analysis of the Lightning. Yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do a takeover, because I'm sure I'll go somewhere. Not that I'm the only one who cares, so I don't really care if I do it or not, but um, we'll pr if we don't go to the game, we'll probably watch it um, right outside the stadium. Okay. And um, 
I'll do some sort of live thing. That would be kind of fun. If anyone cares, um, don't forget to look at Surge, blah, blah, blah. So Surge has an event tonight with Nick Broker at 7.30. So if you're listening to this live, go ahead and hop on over there with the Grove Collective. Uh, you can ask him any question you want. I think there's about eight seats left available. So act now and you could be one of the 30 select people to talk with Nick Broker tonight. Awesome. Well, anybody have any closing statements? What time's Nick Broker? 7.30. Hmm. Bertie, did we have a fun segment tonight? Fun segment of the day. Of course we do. Um, Bertie, next time I'm in Nashville, I'm going to come to your house and we're going to do a YouTube live. Uh, your roommate Sarah and I are going to bake. Okay, that would be amazing. She loves your commentary on Sarah B. Bakes. Everyone needs to follow Sarah B. Bake, um, Bakes on Instagram. She's a phenomenal baker. Um, but yeah, okay. Question of the day. Um, um, hold on, everybody, drum roll for the question of the day. Um, I just need a few seconds. Did anybody get the Wordle today? <laughs> no. I didn't, I didn't do Wordle today. I did. What was it? You gotta do it. Thomas didn't do it, but I got yeah. it. Got it on yeah, the Virtue, he can't tell you the Wordle. He could. Okay. What? If you had to rename yourself, what would you choose? All right, you go first. You asked the question. <laughs> so since my name is so weird in general, I have thought about this. Um, I don't know. It seems like you thought about it. <laughs> yeah, okay, I kind of take it back. I really... I have an answer if you want to think about okay, it. Okay, go ahead. I love my name because it's my dad's name, my grandfather's name. So if I had to change it, I'd probably go by Alex because my middle name's Alexander. Nice. I mean, I love my name too, and I wouldn't want I mean, to yeah. But I'm trying to think if I had like a basic name. I used to like um, Haley when I was a kid, but you don't, don't like seem like a Haley. Now. Um, not, I don't have anything against people named Haley. I just don't feel like a Haley. Um, I don't know. I don't really have an answer. My middle name's Lister. So there's just like, I just, I just don't have any other ideas. All right. Uh, transition. Was, What's your favorite? My name, name would be Mapira Mikumbwa. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is his Twitter name. Oh, Addison. You crack me up. Virtue, since you can't think of one, what's your favorite <laughs> nickname that you have? Oh, let me look at the list. Okay. My favorite Mapira nickname. Makabwa. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, I have to say 
I love the nickname B from just because that's what my brothers call me. But from a friend situation. Yeah, only your family calls you B, right? Yeah. I mean, some other people, but they don't really know. Your mother um, Lister. Can I start calling you Listerine? You could. Ooh, new like nickname. Great, 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 great grandfather invented antiseptics, I think. Wait. Wait, repeat this. I did not pronounce it right, but it you goes in the stream. Well, I was just going to say baby birch is fresh like Listerine. Yeah. It's very sweet, Addison. I like them all. I don't know. I can't pick one. Birchitron? Mm, that, mm. <laughs> Sorry, Isaac Jones. But I've, I've really been into... Uh, Birch NATO lately, I think. I think that's also Isaac Jones. I want to say somebody at my work called me Birch NATO or Birchster. I liked that. Birchster. Um, but the most unique one is College Joe, and that or Chicken McNugget. But those come from my brothers. Baby Birch, fresher than a. But everybody at my work loves calling me Baby Birch, and it's kind of funny. And it just makes me laugh because baby I'm birch like, and big birch in a professional setting, and they're like, "Thanks, baby birch," and I'm like, <laughs> "This is funny." Um, all right. Um, let me look. If you, man, these are these are good. What's your favorite item of clothing? <laughs> I don't know. That's just one of the questions. Favorite item of clothing that I wear or someone else wears? Yeah. Let's go with what you wear. <laughs> I'm going to say dresses. I'm scared to know what Addison's is. Um, I really like sweatshirts. Thomas? I think sweatshirts are cool, but I think it's really fun wearing, wearing a suit because I really don't get to wear that that often. So it's always fun to put one on and be like, ooh, I'm classy. Or tux, I guess. I don't know. I love, but my favorite thing is wearing gym shorts and a polo. That's like my favorite thing to do. Oh. <laughs> I know. It's disgusting. I know, but I love it. It's awesome. So when I work from home, I wear gym shorts and a polo, and it reminds me of college. It's great. Really excited for you, Thomas. I appreciate the support. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right, last one. I shouldn't say much. I wear swimming trunks with polos. Yeah, you can't talk. It's like, come on. It's just like the same thing. Not really, but yeah. Um, okay, I'm thinking next episode, we have Mary Morgan come on here and we do a couples game between Addison and Mary Morgan. I think that's a really good idea. Okay, and that's, that's how I'm ending this episode. So thanks all of our listeners. Y'all are awesome. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, homefield underscore tailgate. Follow us on Twitter, HFT underscore official, and follow us on Spotify, just a home field tailgate. Um, Addison, any last words? 
Mary Morgan will be here next weekend. So that next week. So that's perfect. So wow. being awesome. Amazing. And with that, we'll see you next weekend with our special guest, Mary Morgan. Hotty toddy. Good to see you guys.